Good evening and welcome to episode 8 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Andy Scoggins again from Kansas. Hello. And also two new faces, two new voices even. Um, firstly from Maryville, Tennessee, Jacob Cox. Hello. And also making her debut, um, the second woman to appear on the Tottenham Hotspur Family um, Podcast, Mary Morrison from South East London. Southwest London, I'll have you know. <laughs> I beg to differ. Tulse Hill is, is South East London. Oh. It's SW2, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, you've got a great great laugh. Um, I'm so, sure we'll hear more of that over the course of the podcast. Um, so, uh, Happy New Year, by the way, to all of you. Happy, happy New Year. year. Um, and happy New Year to all our happy listeners. Um, so how's everybody's week? Um, it's been fairly quiet, really. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday was quiet. Not a lot happened. Hmm. I beg to differ. <laughs> okay. Not a lot happened for Chelsea. How about that? Yeah. Not a lot happened. They didn't turn up, or we turned up and gave them a good, good beating. Not, not much happened for John Terry. I think a lot happened to John Terry. Maybe we could put it away. Um, so, hand on heart, before the game, did any of us realistically think we were going to get anything from that match? Anything more than yes. a draw? I did. A draw was it. That was about... I, I think I predicted like 3-2 a little bit before the game, but... That was more hoping than actually believing that it was actually going to happen. Well, didn't I predict like here a few podcasts ago that we were just going to route all three of these games? Nine points is what I believe I said. Yeah, you did. Well, Job, um, you can't you can't remember, Job. I, I can vaguely remember, but wasn't that more <laughs> op, wasn't that more optimism, or did you did you actually think that was gonna? Always got to be optimistic. You... Mary, I'm a happy clapper, damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I'll be honest with you, I had I just had that funny feeling all the, before the game, um, that we would do something, um. I, there was just something in the build-up to it that we were different going into this game, a lot different than we have been on, on other occasions. Um, and um, it, it was quite re- it's been it was quite a weird day, I have to say. Just the whole watching the game, it was just like I, w- I was waiting for Chelsea to come back. You know, as you expect with most Spurs games, it didn't happen. Um, I, I just thought we were phenomenal. We were absolutely brilliant. We made them look absolutely ordinary, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer team. <laughs> True. The thing we've got to bear in mind, you know, much as it, it pains me to say this, this is a good Chelsea team, you know, and for us to to do that to a good team, it you know says a lot about Poch um, and how he's taking the team forward. It was. Arguably their strongest team, wasn't it? They wouldn't. They have, They don't have any injuries. Yeah, that was their. That was their first team. Now I I read somewhere I want to say it was on the Spurs show or something like that. Somebody you know set up um, posted up both the lineups and said, Jesus, there's not one person on our team that I wouldn't trade for one of their starting eleven. And then I- we completely blew them out. Yeah, I think somebody on the previous podcast might have been guilty of saying that. Can't think who that was. Um, Jarvid. Uh, yeah, I think... I, I think with the benefit of hindsight, I'd probably retract the comment <laughs> that, that I made the other day. Um, but, uh, the, the, yeah, I mean, look, I think 1-11 to 11 are players played pretty good. Apart from there I say it Townsend. Looked a bit He made the penalty, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Um it's interesting though, um, because I was in the park lane end that 
that he scored um, the penalty, Matt. Um, yeah. Before he came up to take it, just before he came up, everybody assumed that end of the ground that it would be Harry Kane. And as soon as we saw Townsend, there was groans and moans, and because <laughs> up until that point, and I think even afterwards, he he not that he played badly, but he looks like somebody who hadn't played a few games, was maybe lacking a bit of confidence, um, and there was lots of groaning and moaning. And for his sake, obviously I wanted him to score anyway, um, for obvious reasons, but also for his sake I was really hoping he wouldn't miss because the crowd would just turn on his back even more. Um, so it was good that yeah. good that he scored. Um, but yeah, uh, you couldn't find a fault in that team um, all the way from Lloris to Harry Kane and, and even the substitutes that came on did their bit I have to admit when Mason went off uh, I, was, I got a little worried I was like are we going to have someone who's really going to press and go into the box who's going to have that grit it might have been a blessing in disguise because Dembele came on for him um, another player that I've been critical of in recent podcasts, um, yes. and he did he did really well. I think um, there was what there's 15 minutes after Chelsea scored where we we looked lost. I mean, we were just trying to hurry up, and we just I don't know. There was something about their I wouldn't really say that their heads dropped, but they had us on the ropes and. Uh, Cesc Fabregas had so much time on the ball. He was controlling everything. And all of a sudden, they started closing him down. As soon as he got the ball, Dan Bailey was there. Everybody was just just hovering around him, getting really close to where he didn't. He couldn't sit there and pick which pass he wanted to make. That really, I think, disrupted everything to do with Chelsea. They didn't know what to do. They weren't expecting it. And I, th- I think we're going to see more of Dembele now that um, Bentaleb's going to the African Cup of Nations. Probably so. I hope so. I mean, because he's obviously has the talent. He is a good player. I think he's just been used the wrong way. He either he's been used the wrong way in the beginning, and then now he's is still being used that way, but he's, I guess, taking on the role a little bit more and trying to make it his own. Or maybe he's picking up some things in training. Um, what do you all make of Jose Marino's comments when um, about the fact that they should have had a penalty and how it could have changed the course of the game? He's a wanker. It... <laughs> Say it like <laughs> it is, Jacob. He's, he's right. Gonna... He's, a, he's a wanker. He, there's no two ways of putting it. It's it's a typical top-of-the-table manager when something doesn't go their own way or they lose a game. Um, Fergie was was renowned for doing it. And you know what? Tough. You can't win all of them. Get over it and move on, Jose. No, I thought wasn't wasn't that challenge? Didn't it start outside of the box though? Because obviously he's talking about um, well, Fazio on Hazard. Uh, the handball that Vertonghen did, I think. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was, it was way bad. too close. He was way too close to the ball for it to be handball. Oh yeah, and his his arms was up at his chest. It's not like his arms was. He was pretty much trying to protect his. Looked like he was trying to protect his face more than anything. Yeah, I mean, my interpretation of the hand pull away is if it's deliberate, if you deliberately move your hand towards the ball, then then you're impeding the movement of the ball or, or preventing a goal-scoring opportunity or whatever it may be. But if you're trying to get your hand out of the way or if, it just, if the ball just suddenly comes to you, well, what the hell are you supposed to do with your hand? You're on. Yeah. Um, What's funny is, you know, even if you give Mourinho the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, okay, he might have had a point, he could have changed the course of the game, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fair enough if they were a lesser side, but this is Chelsea. 
with all due respect to them, um, even at one all or even when they're two one down, they're they're a good enough team on paper to to be able to overturn that. Um, oh yeah. That you know those decisions happen in the course of the game. Um, you don't always get them, uh, um, but then you know life moves on and 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 you and you deal with it. Um, and Mary is absolutely right. It's a typical example of a typical um, top class manager or top manager of a top team who they don't get their way and they throw their toys out of the pram. And so you, you I couldn't somehow see um, Poch doing that. Just complete contrast. You just if oh, you yeah. looked at all of Poch's interviews, he just shows so much dignity and humility. In class, hmm. he he respects every team, no matter where they are on the table, and you have to, and that's the way it's supposed to be. That sportsmanship. He really doesn't make excuses either, um, which that's what seems to be always with. Uh, we used to be with Fergie. Is if they lost a game, it was some type of excuse for why they lost. It wasn't just oh the other team was better than us. <laughs> It was always the ref's decision, unless it was Howard Webb. So, obviously, we're all um, still trying to get over. Um, <laughs> get over. Alcohol. Well, get. I'm actually lost for words. Um, trying to uh, get our feet back on the ground after after the other day. Um, is there a, are we getting carried away? Do, I mean, do we think that this is going to be the turning point in our season, or, or you know, we Tottenham fans do have a tendency sometimes to to get carried 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 away. <laughs> so, what, what uh, Mary? What, where do you think we? Um, uh, I think tomorrow night. Um is a very important game um, because we need to see if we can continue what we did Thursday against Burnley. Um, I think it could be a turning point. Um, everyone played quite well. I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed with Andrus, Andrus Townsend either um, and I did kind of shit myself a little bit when I saw Ryan Mason going off. Um, I'm not overly keen on Dembele um, I don't know why. I, and Andy may have just come up with the answer, saying he's not been used in the correct way before, and hopefully it's a turning point for him. But hopefully it is a turning point. But I think tomorrow night's game against Burnley is very important because I think what we don't need is Spurs going into the game thinking we hammered Chelsea on Thursday, we're going to absolutely annihilate Burnley. Burnley, because as we've seen already, they are more than capable of, of, of creating a shock. <laughs> I guess it's going to be a weakened team. Well, not a weakened team. Um, it's not going to be the same starting eleven that started against Chelsea. One or two players will, will be rested. So, well, didn't apparently uh, Lamella picked up a niggle or something because I saw that he was listed on the injury report as being doubtful. Yeah, and he he was he didn't he was not calf injury I think. He wasn't on the bench the other night, was he? No, no he, he wasn't. Was, uh, he was in the stands. That's right, yeah. I think I want to say he was over on the Paxton end, wasn't he? Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think somebody posted something in the Facebook group. Um, uh, oh, I hope he didn't pick up your cop. Your policewoman, Javid. Oh, maybe he did. You know, But I, to be honest... <laughs> <laughs> didn't really care about about that by the time the third and the fourth goal were going in. <laughs> um, yeah, Burnley tomorrow. That's going to be an interesting test. Um, and then Palace on Saturday. Now, is this going to be the Palace side that's going to have Alan Pardew in charge? Yeah. Yeah. He was in charge today. Oh, he was? Oh, I didn't even... I didn't even get yeah, to no, check he, anything. He, he did, yeah, they, they won four 0 He he was in charge today. Who did they play against? Dover Athletic. Okay. 
which is like down in Kent. There are, are they a non-league side, Javid? I think they are, I aren't think they? They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only saw a bit of the game. I had to pop out, but yeah, they, they did win. But I can't, I can't, I can't stand the block. But there you go. <laughs> He's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> Um, I I don't know. It, it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. He is the the thing with um, Pardew and Palace is is it, it you know obviously he played for them, um, and he was quite popular I believe towards the end, not so much the beginning from what I heard, I heard today before the game, um, but uh, so he might get them fired up, but. I don't know. Um, I think it's a little bit late into their season, really. They're, they've had too much chopping and changing. Is this this is their second manager of the season, is it not? Mm. It can't be good for the team. Yeah, Pardew's another one of these managers who's got a smug look on his face that you just want to wipe that smirk on their face. Um, they'll... Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a bit of a it's, it's his first it'll be his first home game in charge on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll be up for it, but um, I'm not going to back, back against Spurs. I, I I think we'll I think I think we, we I think we'll win this, but um. It's, it won't. They won't make it easy. They're not a bad side, Palace. They just need some decent leadership. Hmm. And I think that the, the the difference between the game against Palace on Saturday to the last time we played them not so long ago um, at home, um, they're going to come out and because they're the home team, they're going to come out and try to play football and try to win the game. And I think that will play into our hands. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get another late winner. Mm. No, I think... Uh, I, I'm sorry, call me an optimist here. We're going to control. We're going to control the game from the from whistle to whistle. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we put three past them. I, I've felt since the Man United game, the second half, when we started pressing... Uh, if, we, if we play like that every game, there's not going to be many teams that can beat us, period. It's just you're going to have a hard time uh, attacking, and we're yeah. always going to be in attack. I don't know. It, it, seems, like, it seems like a light bulb went off at, at the halftime of the, menu, of the Man U game where, wow, everything is clicking. Okay, this is what we're supposed to do. Boom, they've done it for three halves now. I think I said we on the... Saw... Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I, was just gonna say, I think I said on the, on, the, on the Blast podcast after the United game, we're starting to do a United against... We, we, in that game, we, st- we, we almost did a United against United, and we're starting to do that against other teams. As in, yeah. those last ten minutes of the game, we, we're picking up results. Um, yeah. We're leaving it late, but teams tire, and we're we seem to be much fitter. Well, what I'm seeing also, you know, we, we saw we saw this progress um, throughout the year in bits and pieces, you know, in spurts. Um, a couple of games come to mind. Southampton, you know, we really, you know, had a good game. Um, Sunderland, we didn't get the result, but, you know, overall, we, we had a really good game. And But it was in spurts like that. This is a constant from this point to this point, it's it's kind of all kind of starting to strain together a little bit. I mean, I can honestly say this is the first time where there's been multiple games in a row where, wow, you know what, we're looking good. Where it looks like that they're getting it. That you know the high press and high tempo going until you know deep into stoppage time. You know, at a hundred percent. I think if anything from Chelsea was a, will be a turning point is I think they might buy into the philosophy of uh, of what Pooch is trying to do because yeah. before then it just seemed like every uh, every now and then they would do it but when you do it against a top side it's a little and bit get easier a result. to say, oh wow yeah and you get the result 
and a really nice result at that. I think that given that we all sound optimistic and, and we're talking about being a turning point um, and the fact that what we're what are the halfway mark of the season or just over halfway yeah realistically I'm going to ask all three of you realistically where do you think we will finish in the league this season Jacob fourth fourth did you say yeah I think we got fourth I think uh, the fucking cuts uh Arsenal, I think they're they're going to be sixth or fifth. They're just not. There's something about them. They don't look like they're on this year, and they feel like it, to me every time I watch them, it, they seem like how we we used to be. They would have like a nice little run, and then they just go completely cold. And that's just what I've been seeing out of them. And I don't see Southampton, West Ham. Uh, anyone else really sticking with us and the only teams I see are Chelsea, City, probably United, and then probably us. Okay, that's very optimistic. Mary? Um, if, if we progress in the Cups, we're in the semi-final of the Carling Cup, we're in the... We've gone... We have we are out of the group, obviously, of the Europa League, and if we win tomorrow night, I would say we'd finish fifth, or possibly sixth, if we progress any further in them cups, because then you've obviously got more games to play. If we're knocked out of everything, there's a very I I think we could finish fourth. Um, Arsenal are absolutely all over the place. Um. Very unpredictable. You know, usually they, they kind of come back stronger, but they're they're in a state, I think, really more than 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 we know. Andy, how about you, Mary? Do you see us getting any silverware? Yeah, I think we're in with a big chance of winning the Carling Cup. Actually, my prediction is is that we get Liverpool in the final and we absolutely smash Brendan and his bunch of. Easy, easy, easy. <clears throat> and he's a bunch of merry men all over Wembley. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the next hit te- team on my hit list. Chelsea needed to be spanked all over White Hart Lane the other night. Completely needed it. it, it somebody had to do it, and the only team capable of, of it was us. Um, Liverpool need to be taught a lesson, and I, I am hoping that is the Carling Cup final, and I hope we teach them a lesson at Wembley. We we are a cup team, you know. We, we've won. We've always been known as a cup team, and silverware is silverware. And I want us to get trophies. I would love it if we won the Europa League. That would be absolutely phenomenal. I think I'm sick of people, um, you know, talking it down like it's some. It doesn't matter. Of course, it matters. We've won it three times before. Yeah. It's it's damn important, you know. So that that's my take on it. So we'll give Stevie Gerrard a good um good gift before he leaves Liverpool. Who's that? Sorry. Who's he? Who's Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll make my prediction then. Um, I really think fourth is there for the taking. I think that we can do it. Um, will we? Like Mary, it's going to depend on how deep we go in in Europa League, in the FA Cup. So, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, we're going to do fourth. We'll do them fucking scum. <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> um... Uh, well, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna go with the tide, and I'm gonna say that. Yep, it's fair for the taking, but I don't think we we're ready as a club yet. Um, I think I think Chelsea and City will, not in any particular order, will will be first and second. I don't know which one. Yeah. 
Arsenal will be somewhere in the top four. Either third or fourth, I don't know which. But I think they'll be there because they just always are. And they'll finish above us as they always do. Um, so that leaves one other spot. Potentially... Gone, Ad. I'm going to kick you out of the fucking group, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's an open you can't. You're like, really... I... Yeah, I just don't know. I don't I think... have the power, but by God, I can get the power really quick. <laughs> oh, you I, bloody cat. I, yeah. Look, now on paper, I don't see... At the moment, if you ask me, I look at the teams above us, and I think City and Chelsea are, are, are better than us. I don't think Arsenal are. I, don't, I think West Ham and Southampton are going to drop. Um, if that's right, West Ham are already below us on the table. I think Southampton will drop. Um, and I don't think United are... I think United are vulnerable defensively. Um, so on paper, I could see us finishing fourth. Um, there you go. That leave it at that. But it's Tottenham we're talking about. We don't. We disappoint. I don't know. But it's not. Yeah. But it's not Tottenham. It, it, we're different. Yeah, we're young and dumb. We're, we're 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 scraping. You know, the the last minute wins instead of losing in the last minute. Everything's different. I think I think a lot will depend, as Mary said, on 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 the cup competitions, and I also think injuries and uh, we're going to lose Bentalab to the um, African Nations, Cup of Nations, and also injuries. So do we have the you know? So if for instance, if Harry Kane got injured, do we have the firepower up front? Do we have the depth in our squad? That's going to be key for me. Um, well, we need we need a I bit think, of luck. That's what I'm saying, I suppose. If if if, yeah. all, if all things are equal and we, we, you know we don't have any cup replays or any any injuries, then on paper I don't see any reason why we couldn't finish fourth. Yeah, Harry Harry Kane getting an injury bothers me a great deal. Um. I, we can't rely on Adebayor. I mean, he, he's just all over the place. Um, I'd, I'd rather see him gone, to be honest with you. Um, I have seen something today saying that we're not buying anybody. Um, I think was there, some, there was rumours going around about Barinio. Is it Barinio at yeah. West Brom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently that's been denied. Um, Are we getting the kid from uh, PSG online? But he isn't a striker. He's not a striker. No, no he's a midfield. He's a midfield player. Well, as we've seen in, in recent years, midfielders get goals, get as many goals as striker as a striker does. Yeah, because let's see, we have don't we have like three, three players on seven for the league? Um, Erickson, Kane, and uh, Chadley. Chadley, yeah. So right there, we already have fourteen goals coming from the midfield. I think also, if you go back to pre-season, Soldado started a lot of games and he had a good understanding with Lamella. Um, you know, if Harry Kane, for instance, were to become injured, well, Soldado's got an opportunity. He's got to take it with both hands. It's, yeah. it's now or never, so... Well, I, I, I appreciate your, um, your little reality bit there, Javid. But um, there's a saying, um, whenever the wind's really howling, anything's possible, anything can happen. And sorry, I'm a happy clapper. I think we're actually going to be able to break that, you know, get over that hump that we've never been able to get get past before. Well, if we, if we reach those heights of fourth in Posh's first season and, and do well in the Cups, even if we don't win a trophy but if we finish fourth that's you know that's quite some achievement in its first season it is it is and what i'm afraid of is i'm afraid that bar is going to be set high because of it and actually that's probably more spursy than anything is having that bar be set so high and then something happens next year um knock on wood we've actually avoided the injury bug but if something did happen next year to where we did have some injuries and didn't quite live up to the way this season has been. 
is the fan base going to, you know, will they turn? Will the boardroom turn? Um, I think, I think with Potch, you get the impression he got what, a five-year contract when he started. I, th- I think Levy, I'd like to think Levy is not going to make the same mistakes of four times. You know, sacking managers, getting rid of them previously. I, I like to think <laughs> that, that Potch will get that opportunity, and he's and he's looking, and they're looking at the, the bigger picture, looking long, long, longer term. Um. Oh. If we do well and we if we finish fourth, players like Vatonga and all this talk of them moving to other clubs, that's gonna that's gonna disappear. Yeah. Um, we need we need to raise that bar. It, the, the 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 problem is once you raise the bar, it's tr- it's trying to maintain that season on season. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, I'll admit that if we do get to you know the coveted champions league spot fourth or whatever um the arsenal trophy as i like to call it um will 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 we be able to maintain it with our you know our our wage our wage bill um our pay structure um the money that not necessarily that we spend in the transfer market because we actually spend quite a bit it's just we can't afford the wages because of our stadiums on the small side um so, how is that all going to pan out? Because that's obviously has been the problem all along. Okay, I'm just going to stop talking now. <laughs> I don't think the state... Does anyone know offhand, but I really believe it's not much bigger than ours. What's the capacity at Stamford Bridge? I think it's in the, somewhere in the 40s. Is it? I thought it was. I was thought. I, I, I was led to believe it was around thirty-seven, thirty-eight thousand. It is. Uh, that was about the water line. Uh, is Stamford Bridge is forty-one thousand. Okay. Okay, so five thousand more, but still. I don't think it makes any different stadium size. Do you know that? Yeah. It's about and building, building. Building I, on what you've got and, and, and building and building. Because if we get into the Champions League next season, he he might he needs to obviously add to the squad, but he also needs to offload what he doesn't need. Uh, and obviously, the only... I mean, you look at Arsenal and, and the Emirates and, and whatever and how much money that's costing. They don't spend much money in a transfer window and all that malarkey. You, you've got to take into consideration that... They, they get into the Champions League every year and that's where they get their money. I don't think the stadium size is relevant. I think it's relevant up to a point. I don't think it's 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 as significant as people in the media make out that it is. No, I don't think it is. And um, One Heart Lane, aren't the tickets at One Heart Lane the most expensive in... In London? Yeah. Uh, I, they certainly were at one point. Um... I know I that the Emirates was slightly dearer. Yeah, I think that's that's at the moment a bit ahead. Um, just one final word. Um, we can't uh, sort of leave the whole progress we've been making and looking at Spurs, Chelsea, without mentioning Harry Kane again. Um, but this player just—he just, he just ceases to amaze, amaze me. He's just—he's uh, uh, outstanding. I mean, I'd have his baby. <laughs> Excellent. Um, the nice thing about Harry Kane is I get the impression um, that unlike Bale or other players or Modric's who are sort of here today, gone tomorrow, because he's come through the academy, because he's, you know, he's still relatively young, I can see him being at Tottenham for a good few years. I can't see him leaving to join another Premier League club? I can't either. Um, it kind of reminds me the same kind of mould as, as, as Ledley King as, as, a, as a person. Um, he seems a nice guy. I've seen him interviewed a few times. Hmm. The only one suspect thing about him is he likes Justin Bieber. <laughs> you know, 
But um, no, seriously, he, he seems he's a nice kid. Um, he seems very down to earth, and he just gets on with the game. And he just grow. He just continues to grow and grow as each game goes. I honestly have not seen a, a striker play the way he played in my entire life. Uh, if from defending to tracking back, attack, when you look at how well he can pass the ball, how well he sees everything happening, his strength. Uh, that, that The first shot was this beauty, and then the second one was like, oh, my God, could it get any better? Uh, he's just pure class in every way. And he scores goals as well as yeah. He's 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 got it all. It seems. Um. I did read an article where um, talking about how his is is he's not the fastest, but he's reading um, he's reading the game a whole lot faster than everybody else, and so he's actually able to see things and react quicker than you know, the opposition, apparently, like the, I guess the first goal where he saw uh, Fabregas was a little bit deep in, um, in the penalty box and there was obvious space there. And he saw, he recognized that and just made a beeline for it so he can get a shot off. There's been lots of comparisons made, um, uh, uh, um, Kane with other players, with Teddy Sheringham, with, um, Spurs players going back um, several years back, Martin Chivers. Um, just something that just occurred to me when he described um, him, Andy, uh, a few moments ago. Um, he reminds me of a young Wayne Rooney. When Wayne Rooney burst on the scene um, playing for England at Euro 2004, everything seemed to revolve around him. And with with Kane... If you look at his movement up front, and that's not his, he's not a number nine. His, his, probably his best position is behind a striker, but even against Chelsea when he was playing as a target man, he could hold the ball up, but, you know, through his strength. But his movement off the ball, he would make things happen. He would look up, he would quickly. Um, as you said, read the game, but almost, almost it was like he would instigate other things around him, um, and other players would would, would react, react to that. So he would move into a space, and then Chadley would um, move uh, um, into the space for, uh, vacated by by Kane. It, it almost seems to be like he's making other players tick. Um, he's yeah. I, <laughs> anything I'm worried about Kane is he'll get called up for England and and pick up an injury. He might get called up for Ireland as well. Has he got Irish? I believe he has, yeah. Which would please Only me. Only the bad side. Yeah. yeah. Martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, be- I believe he has. Um, I'm not sure, is it a grandparent or a parent? But there, there was some talk about him being called up to the Ireland squad. And this was before, this is kind of when he came on the scene. Before he started becoming a genius, um, Fuck. I prefer I prefer Fuck. England if you call him up. Fuck that! He's going to the U.S. Jurgen Klinsmann's uh, going to—they'll—they'll they'll make it happen. We don't have a striker. He's nowhere near the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Josie Altidore couldn't score in a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> he did look good up front with Robbie Keane for us, so. It'd be nice. We could do with him. It's not going to happen. He's, he's played for the under twenty ones already. Um, that makes so. absolutely no difference. That's yeah, true. Mean Jack. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the second half of the podcast, we'll be taking your questions. Um, but now for some important messages. Right. 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 
welcome back. Um, so we've had a few questions. Um, fellow podcaster Mickey Metz asked if you could sign any two players, um, uh, which current players worldwide, who who would they be and why? Realistically, I don't think she says so. I think we can be creative. Hmm. I'm going to think on this. Go ahead, Mary. Well, well if, she, she, if I'm allowed to be creative, then obviously I would have Missy. I think he's fitting beautifully at White Hart Lane. Um, the second one you'll have to come back to me on. I've got, I've got one in mind, and it can't, you know, I can't remember his name. Okay. German Thank player, you. I believe. Oh, gone. Ibra, Ibra, that's... just just sign Ibra. I think everything would be good then. With his, if we can afford him, yes, uh, Ibra. Anyone else? I don't think you'd need anyone else. I think Ibra is eleven players in one. Nah, he's getting old. He's getting old. Okay. Um, I, 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 I'll go with I'll go with Messi like Mary did, um, just because he's he scores. I mean he's an all-out goal scoring machine. And my other player would be probably Vincent Company, arguably one of the best defenders in the league. And put him beside Jan Vertonghen. Mm, Jesus, good. yeah. I would go with Bale, of course. Um, and then probably Messi. If you know, I mean, we, <laughs> the realms of fantasy. Then Messi. Um, realistically, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, Bale, Bale, and fuck it, Bale and Modric. Both of them back. I, I said it. Yep. Living the past much. Um, they they're both young enough. They you know they've both got plenty of years ahead of them. So as opposed to Van der Vaart, I keep hearing people saying we should bring Van der Vaart back, but um, I think he's. I think I think people want Van der Vaart's wife to come back. <laughs> I think he does as well. <laughs> she... <laughs> yeah, yeah, touche. <laughs> he shouldn't have hit, hit her then. Well, no, he shouldn't. I am um, very uncomfortable with this thing of bringing back players. I think we need to be moving forward. That's my take on it. Would I say no to Gareth Bale? Of course I wouldn't. Modric, I'm not so sure. I don't think any woman in this group would say no to Gareth Bale. <laughs> no, he's not my cup of tea, mate. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't do fancy in footballers. It, it's just not right. It's it, they're footballers. Do you prefer a bit of rough? Ooh, oh, really? Charlie Have a Adams. Type. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's scraping the barrel. <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. James Farr asks. Um, he's interested to see. Um, what our stance is on um, TV positioning fixtures. So, especially considering the Burnley game um, and the fact that it's on a Monday night. Like, is it the club's wishes, he asks? Um, is it TV wishes? Does it destroy the beauty of the third round? Um, just to correct him, because um, at the time that he wrote the question a few weeks back, um, yes, I have sat, sat on his question for the last few weeks and not read it. Um, I, I was also of the understanding that the Burnley game was going to be on TV, but it's not, apparently. Um, which then begs the question, why the fuck is it on a Monday evening? Might have something to do with the fact we played on Thursday. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. Let's back up a minute. Are you complaining that we're playing on a Monday after a Thursday? No, I'm not. Um, Java it is. I, I am in so far as if I, if I was, I'm not, but if I was a travelling Tottenham fan 
I wouldn't want to go to Burnley on a Monday evening. You know, you've got to, You wouldn't want to go to Burnley any day of the week. <laughs> well, that's maybe true, but yeah, you know, it's, it's unfair going on a Monday night. It is. It, it, it is a little bit, especially if it's not being done. I knew it wasn't on TV. I knew what the TV schedule was because it was more or less out after they'd done the draw. But it does. Be, it does. Uh, why not play it this afternoon? It does beg the question: Why play it on a Monday night if it was never going to be on the telly? Mm. It is a strange one. What about his wider question of um, fixtures um, being dictated to by TV? How do we all feel about that? Or is it just is it just part and parcel of football now? I think it's part and parcel of football now. There's there's nothing we can do about it. That's the way it is. Okay. Um, Jerome James asks, if we all had a billion quid spare, would we buy Spurs, even if the return on investment um, would be poor? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I was spacing out. What was the question? If you had a billion quid spare, would you buy Spurs, even if the return on investment would be poor? That's a no-brainer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought, no-brainer. And my, and my seat would be on the center circle. <laughs> if, the thing is, if you had a billion quid spare, you could afford to piss, away, piss it away anyway, so it doesn't matter what the return on, on the investment would be, so wh- wh- why should it... You know, you, you wouldn't care. I, I don't think yeah. I would. Okay, um, Kent Goodrich asks, is a blind dyslexic able to read Braille? Always from right to left. I don't know. He's a true um, If they're dis- if they're blind, but they, they get words backwards. Yeah. So they'd read from right to left instead of reading Possibly. the braille from left to right. Oh, I don't know. Some of these people He's ask some very strange questions. He's a lawyer. Don't pay him. Don't pay him anything. <laughs> He's a what? He's a, a lawyer. liar. Did he say? He's a lawyer. Yeah. He's, oh, okay. Yeah, he's a he's a divorce lawyer. Oh, good Jesus! You know he's got good money. Okay, talking of weird questions, um, Meta Passy asks, or Meta Passy asks, if a deaf person has to go to court, is it still called a hearing? Yes. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I'm starting. To, I'm, I'm starting to question um, a lot of the people in the group. <laughs> I really think I should start being able to kick people. No, you wouldn't want to kick me. Sure, it's fabulous. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't kick you, Mary. You know that. I'd kick Just you in though. Darts. <laughs> oh, anyone to kick I... me in darts, mate? I'm useless. I'd drink your ass under the table, and then I'd kick your button darts. You would dr- definitely drink my arse under the table, Andy, because I don't drink. I don't do alcohol at all. So that would definitely happen less for darts. No problem. You can just go <laughs> hit the board, mate. <laughs> okay, a slightly more sensible question. Two questions, in fact. I, I seldom give... Um, some the opportunity to ask two questions, but Zach, um, Zach from Spain asks, uh, firstly asks, um, if you had a choice between espresso, an espresso and biscuit, or a cup of tea with Marmite on toast, which one would you choose? Mm. Neither. <laughs> I don't drink you gotta tea. Choose. You gotta choose, Mary. Oh, I've, I've, do you know what? I've never actually tasted Marmite. I've never eaten it. You don't know what you're missing out on. I'm pro- I'm, I most probably don't. Some pe- I mean, you only hear people saying it's horrible and what have you, but 
Um, <laughs> if it's a decaf espresso, then yeah. I only drink decaf coffee, and I don't. I can't stand tea. Jacob. Definitely the espresso. I'd rather eat kimchi than oh, marmite. Oh. <laughs> Mar. <laughs> Andy? Um, you know what? I'd go with the tea. A uh, little bit of milk. And you know, I'll give Marmite a try. But because I've tried it before, but it was only a Marmite biscuit. Or crisp or cracker or whatever. Um, so I'd give it a try. I'd go with Marmite on toast. Okay. Zach also asks, um, this is a US-centric question. Um, he was doing a quiz the other day, and it and and uh, the quiz told him that he should he should live in San Diego. Um, he's never been there or uh, met anyone from there. So, what does it say? Um, so, what is that saying about him as a person? And also, what U.S. city should the podcasters live on, according to their personality or lack of? Hmm. Well, the San Diego <laughs> part, it tells me that he's staying classy. And, uh, city. Yeah, city life. Maybe, uh, Cocoa Beach. Yeah. Somewhere out in California. So he's probably already right with San Diego. I say it says that he's stupid because who in the hell wants to live in California? Land of Maseratis and Lamborghinis. Exactly. And hybrid cars? Uh, not as much as you'd think. Just too, I don't know, just too Californian for me. Um, but I will tell you this: San Diego does has one of the does have one of the best zoos in the world. So, what's so good about what's so good about the Californian Californian zoo? No, not Californian, just San Diego zoo. San Diego, I don't know. It's from what I've read, a lot of the I guess more endangered species like uh, the panda bears, where they want to breed them. Um, a lot of them travel through the San Diego Zoo. It's just, it's a really great zoo. Okay. Um, Jacob, you mentioned, <laughs> mentioned kimchi earlier. Um, which, uh, kimchi, is, is that is it cabbages Pickle. or something? Yeah, yeah pickle. Yeah, Korean thing. Of course, um, it, uh, it, it, it's quite smelly and, and it can make people fart. Um, so, final question from Paul Esau. Paul asks, Hold on a minute. Fart. Stop. Go stop. On. We didn't, we can tackle the second part of the question. What was the second part of the question? Um, Where would each podcaster live? Right. Where would each podcaster live according to their personality or lack of? I don't know who, who he means by that. I'll I'll go first. Uh, Jacob is just fine where he's at in Tennessee. I'm sorry. I love your accent. God, it reminds me of home so much. Stay there. Don't leave. Enjoy the mountains. Go to Gatlinburg. The whole nine yards. Um, Mary? Mm, goodness. I'd say Chicago. Hard ass, but still lovable. Um, fancies the bar but just to play darts <laughs> and there's a huge, there's a, you know, there's a huge, um, Irish community there. Yeah. I, yeah. I am aware. I know a few people that actually lived there at one point. The Irish love America. I've never been. So I have no idea why. Maybe Can't either. afford it. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive, man. Um, I've got this thing for the South. I, f I really fancy you. Jacob, you're in Tennessee. 
all that yeah. kind of an area. I don't know. It's different. It's country, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty country. Yeah. Alabama, down that way. No, don't go to Alabama. Don't, no. yeah, don't go to Alabama. Don't go to Alabama. <laughs> okay. Almost Avoid as bad as Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> That's going too far south. Uh, or Mississippi. Basically, I just don't need to go anywhere south at all then. Stay in Chicago, no, yeah? <laughs> stay in Chicago. <laughs> what's wrong with that Alabama? Didn't, um... God, what's the name of that author? Harper Lee. Didn't she come from Alabama? Who? I've no Harper, idea. Harper Lee. Wrote, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Harper, oh... Don't be bringing there's literature a, in this. There's a lot of incest, um, so I'm told. In uh, no, no, no. That's, um, that would be Georgia, and that would be Arkansas. Okay, so we the avoid movie... those places. <laughs> the movie Deliverance. If you haven't seen the movie Deliverance, watch the movie Deliverance. Okay. It's set in, it's, it's set in Georgia. Right. Actually, about 45 minutes from where I grew up. Okay. Okay, um, final question. Paul Esau um, asks, um, this is his question, I'm just re reading it. Um, lighting up a fart, is it all that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's find out. I think yes, if it's, if it's got that reaction out of Mary. I'll, I will speak, God, I will speak from experience. It's not all that. <laughs> oh dear god that is hilarious we have got some fucked up people in our group that um, do. It, I, I find it hilarious but I find things like that absolutely hysterically funny the sillier the better to be honest with you <laughs> but I've never actually tried it myself I'm not brave enough nor me I'd set fire to the house <laughs> so Mary I bet you're the type of person to whenever somebody drinks too much and passes out that you would start fucking with them. You'd, you'd take a Sharpie or a, a permanent magic marker and start drawing on their face. No, I, put, I don't like, see. I'll just get somebody else to do it. <laughs> like hang a hot dog out of their mouth. <laughs> I'll just tell them to do it. I ain't doing that. Here, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's silly. It's silly humor, isn't it? And I do find things like that really funny. Don't know why, but. But that we have some mad people in our group. Oh. Rob Wills. <laughs> yeah. He's pro he's probably done it. Um, I I can't answer Paul's <laughs> question because I, I wouldn't know. I've, I've I, I something... could see I could see half of our group doing it. I can see half of them doing it after listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've ever read um book um. Or heard of the Darwin Awards? Has anyone heard of that? The what? Yeah. The, the Darwin the... Awards. Um, no. Nope. Uh, it's all to do with. Um, there's being, a book about it. Being a dickhead, being basically. Best, yeah, being the best specimen of mankind. Uh, <laughs> sarcastically. Okay. So there are people, for instance, that have won. Darwin Awards have been nominated for Darwin Awards for basically being so stupid that they, sh that, you know, they're not, they're not fit to, um, to have children or reproduce or, or, or uh, whatever because of the stupid shit that they've done. You know, like, I don't know. Um, God, I've probably got four of those on the shelf right now. I'd like, do what with chicken nuggets? Call the cops because someone stole their chicken nuggets. Yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, that or, kind or, of fruit loop. Or, or you know... Um, Light your farts on fires? Yeah, and then in the process, burning their genitalia and then not being actually being able to re reproduce. <laughs> crazy shit like that. Um, what's this podcast descending into? It was serious at first, and now it's got, got to be... 
the euphoria from the win is kind of still spilling over into the world. Yeah, I think that that's um We didn't even talk about Chadley. And he played absolutely brilliant. You got a crush on old dolphin skin. I actually have a crush, I think, on our entire team after that game. I think I have a bromance with all of them. I think Chadley... Chadley I think played out of the skin, but... He did. From what Javid was posting during the match, I think Javid has actually proposed to half of the squad already. Um, to paraphrase what Jacob said earlier that I think it was Harry Kane. Yeah, I mean... You want to have his baby? Uh, the, well, from Poch all the way down to down to, down to to the kit man, yeah. Well, if, they, you, if they continue playing like that, they can, I don't care. Uh, you're going to have to stay away from Pochettino, though. Uh, Mopo's taken. That's Nicky's man. It's already been it's already been laid out there. I don't know. I think I think we can we can share him between us. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wife swap. It's a what? Sorry. Wife swap. It's a show over here. What? Okay, I think we could we could go. Go sorry, one. What's that sound? It sounds like somebody has cellophane or some the the like a Rapper. like a like a tater chip bag, and they're sitting there just crinkling it. It's not me. Not me. It's coming through on Mary's. Mary, what are you doing? I'm sitting here listening to you lot <laughs> and trying to work out what this cellophane bag is. It's uh, like a tater chip bag. No, I haven't got any tater chips or anything like that. I mean, <laughs> or crisps, as we call them. <laughs> I was going to say crisps. No, God, definitely not. It's Poch. I've got him locked in a cupboard. He's trying to break through. Oh. Um, <laughs> and on that note, um, thank you. Um, thank you, Barry, for joining us this week. Thank you. Um, Jacob and thank you once again Andy um, for joining us um, we're all off to watch Spurs versus Chelsea again Javid uh, yep can I say one thing before we go or I'll be in big trouble go for it Uh-oh. can I say hello to my brother Ian all the way back home in Ireland hi Ian uh, hi Ian hi Ian Jacob thank you very much Oh. Say hi, Ian, Jacob. Hi, Ian. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay, this was the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. The future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Good night. Can't smile without you. Take care. <laughs>